Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm going to introduce this dashing young man (laughs) in a moment. But we have some breaking news. This news, I think, is going to be very significant. We are in a time of Darwinian evolution. I really believe this. And I don't want to sugarcoat it for you. I think if you're a local business, a brick and mortar business, a small business owner, a mom and pop style business, I think there's going to be blood on the streets. I think if you do not adapt and change fast, I really do worry. There's the furloughing that's going to end. There's all the taxes and the back taxes that are going to have to be paid. There's the suppression of all of the implication of this lockdown. And this is all going to come out. So this is one of the reasons why the lovely Jess and James and myself are here to talk to you because we want to really go into what are the post-lockdown opportunities. We also wanted to tell you about something very special that we've been cooking up. Actually, I think it started by me semi-trolling you on a Facebook you post. You did. You <laughs> trolled a shit out of one of my posts. You did. You did. And then you, you mean did. honest feedback? Honest. You gave me honest feedback. Yeah, you gave me honest feedback. And then... Um, sent me a private message to say you still loved me, which is good. (laughs) Jesson and I have become friends over the years. We're in this very private mastermind of some very big hitters, which is invite only. Even if you put 50 grand on the table, you couldn't get in. You have to be invited. And we've been in this parallel universe where I have the disruptive entrepreneur brand. I am the co-founder of Progressive Success, which I'll tell you about in a moment. And Jesson is one of the top guys to go to for starting in business, being a startup and, you know, and marketing and branding. And we've lived in this parallel universe for quite a long time. And these parallel universes have been getting closer and closer and closer and closer. But anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Jesson, what do you think are some great opportunities um, in 2021? Answer that in a moment. But put the, the, the scene for us, for those that maybe don't know you. Just give us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to Peterborough, which, of course, is, must be up in the world for you. <laughs> it is. It is. I feel incredibly privileged to be here. I've always driven past it. Never stopped. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we all drive, like, drive away from it. Like yeah. most people, yeah. So anyway, what's my, what's, what's my background? I suppose my fascination with entrepreneurship started from when I got bullied at school. When I was seven years old. Um, I was going to school in second-hand clothes. Mum and dad works, you know, tough jobs, nine-to-fives, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was going to school in a pretty rough, rough neighbourhood. Um, kids, kids are assholes. I'm just going to dress it. You know, they want to dress it up. Kids are assholes. They laid into me about my freaking jack-up trousers, shit, treat trainers, all that kind of stuff. Got bullied for it. For for a while, I hated my parents because standard, standard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, but like, as in, why don't you have money? Everyone else is wearing Nike Air Max. Everyone is wearing this. Everyone is wearing that. Why am I wearing this? Like, what's going on? And it, what I didn't know I was doing at that time was planting a desire to want more. I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but yeah. I wanted more. And clearly my parents couldn't give, me, give it to me at that time. 
So I started getting fascinated with being resourceful. How can I get more? How can I get more? How can I get more? Little things like mum would give me 25p to go and get some milk if that's what it used to cost back then or whatever. And I'd somehow find it for freaking 22p and have 3p profit or whatever. Told her I'd spend 25 and whatever. And then got to 11 years old and I started my first business. I smuggled fireworks into the country from Mauritius. Sold them at school. And they're still looking for you. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Could be. But some, some idiot decided to throw them off the top of a double-decker bus in his school uniform. A member of the public grasped him up. And then he promptly grasped me up. And that, my business was shut down. Um, that was that. But then that didn't stop me. They didn't stop me. Roll on a few years. Started selling. Um, I realized the school had a tuck shop. So I thought, hang on. They're selling sweets. They're selling chocolates. They're selling all this kind of stuff. I can get in on that. So I used to, my mum used to go and buy this stuff in bulk. Like, and I used to nick some of them from home, bring them into school, sell them out of my bag. Tuck shop sales went down in the, sh- in the school. They thought something was going on, got shut down again. Um, so third t- second time got shut down. Third time, 15 years old, I remember walking into a mobile phone shop. I don't know if you remember this, Rob. Do you remember when the, um, the old Nokia interchangeable faces came out and yeah. all that stuff? I remember Snake. Do you remember the game yes, Snake? Snake, on it? Yeah. Snake and all that. And then the, the, you know, the headphones, all this kind of stuff. Antennas that you can change and all this. I walked into this mobile phone shop in East Ham High Street. For those of you who don't know, East Ham, East London. And I blagged this, the owner to give me accessories to go and sell at school. And I promised him I'd bring the money back. He brought out a bin liner full. And I had no idea that he was going to give me this stuff. He gave me the whole bag. He said, all right, well, you do that. If you don't, I'll find you. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> Better sell this stuff. So I did. Took it to school. Sold it. Brought it all back. Gave him the money. He gave me peanuts. And it taught me my first lesson in business. He or she who brings the most value to an equation gets paid more. He put up the risk. It was his shop. He funded all of that. He did all of that. Right? I was the mule. I just went out and sold the stuff. You know? so, you know, but it, it got me you know, really, really fascinated in entrepreneurship. But you know, fast forward, cut a long story short, um, you know, no one teaches you that stuff in school. I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. Everybody else is in jobs or, or whatever it might be. Um, growing up around people that weren't really entrepreneurial, a lot of my friends, sadly, are either in prison or no longer here. Uh, with the people that I went to in school. And so it was really, for me, it was like, how do I get out of that environment by trying to do something different? Um, so I went to uni um, for about six months and then dropped out because I thought I wanted to do business information technology. What even is that? I don't even know what that is. I thought it sounded nice at the time. Um, dropped out and then just by chance, a friend of mine got me a job in a psychiatric hospital, a private hospital, as a care assistant. And um, I just fell in love, absolutely fell in love with the profession. Like, I was fascinated by the human brain. I was looking at how can these, and these were normal people. These are people like they were, they were like people with normal backgrounds, normal jobs, just becoming unwell in these hospitals. And it just fascinated me. I was 19 years old. They put me onto a psychiatric intensive care unit with detained patients under the Mental Health Act. And I was shitting myself. I was literally like, what's going on? People are getting smacked left, right and centre and all kinds of stuff going on. But it made me fascinated with what makes people do that. Because they're human at the end of the day, so what's going on? And I, I literally just took the plunge and decided to study as a psychiatric nurse. And I trained as a psychiatric nurse, qualified as a psychiatric nurse. Just before going into the nursing world, I thought, let me give this business malarkey one more shot, just in case. Um, and I did, and I started a business. And I made minus 65 grand in three months. Um, 
<laughs> you're selling yourself well right now. You've done good here. That's what your fourth business. And this is it. Yeah. This is, and I'm trying to point something out here. That, right? It's persistence, right? And yeah. um, you know, if you know what you want, you're not going to get it. You're, you're going to. You are going to fail more than you succeed. Please don't try and get try and get that twisted. You, your your failures are going to outweigh your successes all day long. But anyway, that business didn't work. So I thought, you know, this isn't for me. Went into employment as a psychiatric nurse in the private sector as well so in the private sector you climb up the ranks really really quickly it's not like the nhs so in the private sector i really climbed up really really quickly became the youngest ward manager in the whole of the uk at 27 years old i was managing a ward of females with borderline personality disorders and um it was interesting times but as a ward manager in the private sector you get given sales targets so i don't know if anyone's ever met a nurse with sales targets you know congratulations you made your first one um and i had to go out and sell beds to the nhs I made my employer six and a half million pounds in two years selling beds to the NHS. And then 2009, credit crunch, whatever you want to call it, tail end of that, in July, July 2009, they made me redundant. Told me they didn't need me anymore. And uh, I don't know if anyone listening can relate to that, but I don't know if you've ever felt betrayed, stabbed in the back, that sort of thing. Made someone else a load of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. And I, I, I literally felt like, well, hang on a minute, business didn't work, job didn't work. Like... Literally, it's like shitting down on me all day long. What, what am I supposed to do? And I really thought, you know what? Nothing in life is secure unless you secure it yourself. Plain and simple. I gave my employer permission to fire me the minute I signed a contract. It's my fault. And uh, that took a lot of sort of self inner work reflection to admit that, but it, it was true. So I thought, you know what? If I'm going to take a risk at anything, I'm going to take a risk on myself. I went back into business. So I thought, um, what should I do? which is not what most people do when it comes to business, especially like during these times. During these times, I see a lot of people looking at launching new businesses, launching this and launching that, and they're launching into things they've got no experience in. And my first business, just so we can put it into perspective, why did it fail? I was a 24-year-old, newly qualified psychiatric nurse who decided to open a Thailand bathroom shop. The fuck is a nurse doing opening one of those? It makes no sense, right? I had no experience in that. So I decided when I got made redundant from my job, I'd use what I already know, and that was healthcare. So I set up my own healthcare business. So I set up my supported living in the community, um, providing care for people with learning disabilities and autism. What I also did by accident, and I didn't know I was doing it at the time, and this is a, this is a good one for the, the progressive property lot. I was actually started doing HMOs, uh, rent to rent, and I didn't know what I was doing. I literally didn't. I was finding properties from landlords, five, six beds. I had permission from them to sublet them to social services. Social services were getting them under separate tenancies with me so that I was getting rent money and care money. And I thought, this is really good because I'm making property money and I'm making care money. Um, now, it wasn't easy to get started with, but obviously as, as I progressed, I was able to double the size of the company in the first 12 months, which was really, really good. I made a shitload of money, which was fantastic. However, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, I basically was a slave to my job. Yeah, I'd given myself another job with a shit boss who doesn't give you enough time off. Yeah. And, um, and that was it. And I, I realized that something needed to change. So I had to step back, systemize it. You know, this is the quick story of it, but systemize it, process it, hire better people, get more strategic, niche down, make it more profitable, do all those kind of things. Eventually, that business made me financially free at the age of 31, which allowed me to step back and invest in other businesses. I've owned hair salons and online stores and software and all this kind of stuff. And within two years of being financially free, I eventually became a millionaire. And that's not bad for a freaking nurse who got fired, I'll tell you that. So um, that's where I, that's brought me to, to, you know, you get to that stage where, and I know you're like this, Rob, you, like people often probably say to you, 
mate, you've made it. What, what are you doing? Why are you doing all of this? Why are you, what, what are you doing here? I genuinely feel when you meet the needs of got money in the bank, family, um, got a good job, got business, house over your head, roof, whatever it might be, that brings you happiness. It doesn't bring you fulfillment. Fulfillment happens when you're doing something for somebody else. Mm. And, and that's why I thought, well, there's lots of business owners out there suffering, lots of people asking for my advice. I'm sure you've had a lot of people ask your advice for free and do, they did nothing with it afterwards. Free advice is worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, none. Um, so I thought, well, I better start charging people this. So I got into business coaching. Yeah, my dad still wants me to get a real job because he has no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But uh, apart from that, I live a very comfortable life. I live with my partner, my kids in Kent, which is why I've never been to Peterborough before. Um, but but I'm, I'm, hap I'm, I'm happy, but I'm also fulfilled because I get to wake up in the morning and I know when I wake up, somebody's life is going to be made better today as a result of something that I'm going to do. And that, that's, that's really important because especially with business, and I'm going to be talking about business training and stuff. I know a lot of people pay for personal development, um, get your head straight, all that kind of stuff. It's great. But I genuinely believe if I can help someone fix their business, I make them a better parent, I make them a better, you know, a better sibling, a better partner, a better person, that, that, just, that just filters through into other parts of their lives. And I genuinely feel, especially during these times at the moment, if we can help more business owners either turn their businesses around or start something like rewarding, um, that will massively improve their mental health like tenfold. So I'm really excited about what we're doing. So that's me. All right, <laughs> boom. <laughs> so there are right now, I believe, some problems mm -hmm. and some opportunities. Yes. So let's talk about those for a bit. Mm. What do you see? You've trained thousands, mm. I guess, entrepreneurs. I've definitely trained um, many tens of thousands of entrepreneurs. What do you see as common problems for start and scale up entrepreneurs right now? And then let's look at um, how we can solve them for them. Yeah, perfect. So maybe list top three problems you see for any business owner right now. Top, top three. Like the, first, the first one I see is a lack of clarity. A lot of business owners, because they're... they're Overwhelmed, massive information, all yeah, of that fear. Don't know where to turn. Yeah. Like, like what, they, they, they've heard all these great, this great stuff, and they're not focusing on keeping the main thing the main thing. Like what, what is it, what's the one thing that's going to bring you the biggest win? Yeah. And, and I think some of them actually know what it is, but because it feels hard, they, they trick themselves into feeling like they're productive by doing all the other shitty little things. Active procrastination. Yeah, there you go, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, busy fools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. doing that stuff. So, so a lack of clarity, I think, is the, the first thing. A lot of people, they, they feel, genuinely feel stuck. And when you, when, you, when you lack clarity, you won't take any action. So first of all, big problem, solve that. Get, get clear. And I, I genuinely feel you need mentorship for that. Yeah. You need you need like you need an objective opinion over what's going on. A mentor sees what you don't see, right? You you you're in your problem right now, so you can't see the answer. So you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know, and it takes someone like yourself to come along, and go, hey, look that, and you go, oh shit, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, you know, it seems, seems sounds so simple, but it is. Mm. So so clarity. The other one um, is is having an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. I think I see a lot of people going into retraction mode right now, where mm. it's like shit save money, don't spend, this and that. I, I believe, look, call this woo-woo, call it what you want. Money's energy, right? It's got to flow. Like, and if you create that blockage in yourself, then it's not going to flow. For example, if, if you don't like spending money, because right now things are tight, when you go to sell, you're going to assume somebody else is going to think the same. So you sell how you buy, right? That kind of philosophy. So, yeah. so get that abundance mindset in place and think about investment, not costs. You know? mm. So like it's it, that, that bit. 
And then and the, third, the third thing, which a lot of business owners aren't doing, is investing in getting out there. They're, attention. Attention. Omnipresence. This is yeah. it. They're not, they're not, you know, and I will say, look, if you can't do it with money, do it with energy. Yes, you're going to get tired if you're going to run around, you know, doing videos, being on Clubhouse, doing whatever it might be. But that's the trade-off. If you don't have the direct response money to pay for marketing, then you've got to pay for it in a different way. But they're not marketing. They're not out there actually telling people how great they are and expecting people to just turn up and buy from them. Yeah. You know? And so, so those are the three things that I've seen happen, not just during these times, just in general across yeah. the board with business owners. Yeah. So I'll add a couple. I yeah. think you've made some really good points there. I would say uh, uh, an empowering peer group. Mm. I think it's absolutely vital. We've all heard the saying, you become the five people you spend the mm. most time with. This is why I love the mastermind that we're in, this yes. secret can't buy yourself in <laughs> yeah. mastermind, um, because it's a great peer group. And we've got people who challenge us and support us equally, who inspire us, who openly share a load of um, ideas. Yes. Like in some masterminds you're in or some people you're around, they don't want to share yeah. because they have a scarcity mindset. Like you, an abundance mindset is there's always more ideas, there's always more money, mm. and there's always more opportunity. Where scarcity is, oh, there's not enough money, there's not enough opportunity, you might, you might nick my idea, etc. So I think it's absolutely vital uh, that you curate carefully who you spend your time with. And actually, through this lockdown, I have made more connections and collaborations. I'm actually doing a clubhouse room after this with someone who's got a billion dollar company. Mm. And I've opened my network. You'd have thought being at home in lockdown your peer group would have um, shrunk. Exactly, shrunk <laughs> and restricted. But it's actually, thanks to obviously the internet and clubhouse and social media, it's actually done the opposite, which is why my business is, from a profit margin point of view, is better than it's ever been. Mm. The next thing, and you sort of said it, but I'll add to it, is you said marketing, getting yourself out there. I really strongly believe that marketing is the most important, single most important function of any business. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine a shop, you can have great stock, nice, beautiful clothes, and you can have the great, great um, system for taking the money and, you know, all the great security and a beautiful fit out in a perfect location and a great sales staff. If no one comes in your shop, which is marketing, you sell <laughs> nothing. And there are so many great coaches, consultants, trainers, online course providers, startup scale-ups who are terrible at marketing, and they're losing the game to people who are pretty shoddy yeah. on the product side, <laughs> but really good at the marketing. Yes. And I hear people all the time, oh, they just sell and they just, you know, they're just spin marketers. Well, they're telling a better story than you and they're getting out yeah. there. And, and what are you doing? So I think it's really important as a solution to focus equally on the marketing as you do on the product and not 99% on the product mm. and 1% on the marketing. You know, sometimes people say, build it and they will come. That's a famous saying. Mm. No, 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 no. Build it, then go drag everyone over. I've Absolutely. opened my new shop, come <laughs> in. You, you've got to go grab them and find them. So they're the problems. Yep. We've covered maybe five there. Mm. What about some solutions? What are some solutions to gaining clarity, re re removing overwhelm, investing in ourselves, getting the right education, the right peer group, etc.? Yeah, so the, clar the clarity one, I always say to people, create a stop doing list. Just write down all of the things that you are doing right now in your life that are, are making you feel overwhelmed, pressured, stressed. And that includes stuff at home. Like a lot of people, when, they, when they're looking at their business, so how can I delegate and outsource stuff? They focus solely on business things, right? So I get people to make a, a complete list. What are you doing in your business every single day? And at home, like for example, you know, cooking, cleaning, cleaning, 
spending time with your family, spending time with your kids, spending time with your missus, all that kind of stuff. Look at all of it and then put a cross next to all the ones that you should, shouldn't be doing and the ones that you should be outsourcing. Clearly, you don't want to outsource your spending time with your wife because you may, might never see her again. Uh, but, <laughs> but what ones do you need to stop doing and which ones do you need to delegate and which ones will bring you the biggest results? And sometimes that tries to, starts to demystify stuff. And every single time I, people do that, what I see is that they're not focusing on IGAs, income generating activity. They're not. They're dicking about with all the other stuff. Yeah. So, so for the clarity perspective is, if, you're, if you need cash flow, right, if you want to grow your business, your business is going to need money. Even if, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are comfortable as well. They're kind of ticking over and they're comfortable and they're like one bad month away from getting completely wiped out and they don't know that. So even if you're comfortable, you need to be focusing on IGA every single day. Like that's your primary focus. All the other stuff, delegate it, get other people to do that. So figure out what the IGAs are in your business right now and then focus on your top three every single day. Top three IGAs, IGAs, IGAs every single day. That's what I would say people should do. So we are in the age now where turning your passion into your profession is easier than ever. I mean, imagine 40 years ago, everyone used to go to the factories and work and come home and go, do you know what? I love playing the piano. I'm going to start a school for pianists. I'm going to do an online training for mastermind and mentoring for people starting the piano. I was like, you're crazy. But now literally, I mean, there's a guy who's been killing it with um, pian- online piano tuition. Have you seen that uh, girl, Nandi, who's nine years old, the drummer girl? No, I haven't. No, you haven't? No, 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 she's been doing drumming everywhere online. She's had Zooms with Dr- Dave Grohl. She's blown up on the wow. internet. That young kid, Ryan, who has Ryan Toys Review. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. $27 million that. that channel did last year. People making tens of millions a year on YouTube playing computer games. games. Yeah, gamers. My son loves Dan TDM and people like that. Mr. Beast, who's obviously massive yes. on, on social media. All these podcasters yeah. now who make millions. Joe Rogan sold his Sorry, show yeah. for a hundred yeah. million. Spotify, right? Yeah. yeah, one of my clients, Jeanette, she just got seven mentoring clients at 12 grand each. Bang, in the lockdown. Mm. So this, turning your passion into your profession, I completely agree with you. It's huge. So what's stopping people from doing that then? Self-belief, self-worth. Like, who will pay me? Who would want to pay me? Like, it's only a passion of mine. You know, I did it for a hobby. Well, yeah, if you're doing it for a hobby, it's going to pay you like one. And last time I checked, hobbies cost you money. They don't make you money. But if you look at how you can flip that, because if you enjoy it, then other people might enjoy it. Unless you're, like, passionate about some freaky shit, then clearly not everyone's going to be passionate about it. But if you've got something that you can turn into a profit... What was her name? Belle. Belle, someone. She was selling her used bath water, and she sold £10 million worth of used bath water. Belle Delphine, that was it. (laughs) Belle Delphine. We've got a talking camera there. (laughs) Belle Delphine. How do you know that? How do you know that? He bought some. He bought some. Everyone knows that. I I say that in jest, but you know, people now are killing it on OnlyFans. (laughs) You say that in jest, but the the information marketing, the online social media, the premium social media, supporters, stars, YouTube premium, Patreon. This is a massive industry. It's huge, and, and people are hungrier than ever for information. You know, with this this edutech business that we're you know, this era that we're going mm. through, people are looking to reskill, upskill, mm. learn stuff, do stuff from home. You know, people's eyes are opening now, and I will tell you why. I, I I've noticed a pattern like recently over people that are coming to like some of my webinars and stuff and things like that, and they're at a certain age, and they're usually like sort of forty plus people going shit. I didn't. I got spacked in the head by the pandemic with the you know, e- economy breaking down, all that kind of stuff. If I haven't learned my lesson yet, 
I better get my shit together. And now, and only now are they starting to realise. And that's the reactive mi- mindset, not How the proactive. Take a guess. Guess. Don't don't pull Take this one guess. on me. Come on. Thirty one. I love you, man. <laughs> I love this the haircut. How old haircut. Are you? I'm forty. Right, I'm forty two. <laughs> so it's just you said that forty year old sort of maybe need to reinvent my career. Mm. The lockdowns actually, if you think about it, are positive in that regard. Yeah. Because if someone is I wouldn't say in a dead-end job necessarily, but if for a few years they've been asking themselves, is this what I really want to do? And haven't had the courage to reinvent their career Mm. and train up in that new skill or start that new business, surely they've been handed the biggest gift they ever, ever could. 100%. So surely now has got to be the time to start it. It It has to be. And I think lockdown has done something else to people. And I said this right at the beginning of lockdown. Everyone was moaning about, I can't go outside. I can't go outside. I can't go outside. No, good. Can't go outside, so go inside. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. Like, time to really connect with your purpose. What, why are you here? What is it you want to do? And, and I know a lot of people, especially in the coaching, consultancy, all that kind of world, world sometimes they, they go, well, yeah, other people are doing it and getting paid. But I, I honestly feel like if you can turn it into your purpose to help others, the money will follow. Like, I, I've, I've got to this stage in my life where I know that I've found a way to make other people's lives better. And if I can make other people's lives better, I'll get paid for that. So I say to everybody, find a way to make other people's lives better, whether that's through business, property, whatever, coaching, consultancy, make someone else's life better, yeah. you'll get paid for that. Mm. You know, so that, that's, that's one way to start. The other, the other really, really cool opportunity to start in business right now, buying businesses that are going under mm. for nothing. Yeah. Literally, there yeah. are opportunities out there that if you've got business, I had a pub thrown at me the other day. I was, I was actually went to see it to convert it actually to, to, to apartments, but um, it's a fully fledged operating business. They showed me all the books. You know, it, it got run into the ground by the previous manager pre-COVID. Um, had really good, you know, stuff. You know, and they, they wanted, they, obviously, they wanted you know money for the freehold, but the business they were just giving, literally giving it away. Mm. So back in two thousand and eight. I probably had pushing 100 properties that we owned and managed. We have 990 now. So we were much more at the start of our journey. And Progressive Property, my training company, had maybe been going two years. It was a six-figure business, not a seven-figure yet at that time. And uh, I'm a big personal development investor. Mm. So I think 1.2, 1.3 million pounds, my business partner and I have invested in the last 13 years in business, sales, marketing, personal development, yeah. branding, social media, e-commerce, podcast, you know, all the courses for ourselves and our staff. Yeah. Um, so it's a decent chunk of money. And I, I believe um, if you don't invest in yourself, then why should anyone else? Yeah. And if you don't value yourself, then why should anyone else value 100%. you? So um, I've been investing in these courses by a guy called Chris Howard, and I invested in the quantum package. I'm the guy, when anyone sells anything, I buy the big package. I'm the guy running first. (laughs) We're always the same. same. Yeah, yeah. But but that that works, and that gets us results. Yeah, of course. um, So anyway, I bought the whole quantum leap thing, um, and on a new credit card, by the way, um, because I I still wasn't mega killing it. Mm. And um, I did... Um, a few of his courses and started to get really good results from it and fast forward maybe a year 18 months I was one of their best case studies you know they were I'd go to London they'd have two three thousand people at the Excel center or 1500 at the IBIS and I, they'd pull me on stage to tell my story and you know I was sort of the, the, their little poster boy for success because yeah. I'd actually implemented yeah. it you know I'm not 
I'm not a, a shelf development no, junkie. No. I, w- when it comes to courses and education, for me, it's really easy. Um, I invest in it and I just say to myself, I'm getting an ROI yep. and it's done. Plain I'm simple. getting an ROI. So if it's two grand course, I'll, I'll get 10 grand back. If I implement one thing that makes me 10 grand, the course has yep. paid for itself. So that's all I did. It was pretty simple. Anyway, um, I got a phone call from um, the owner of the promotion company of Chris Howard's event saying, um, the, the promotion company's in administration. Do you want to talk about um, acquiring it? I'd never, we'd acquired one letting agency, but it was a bit mm. of a messy purchase and mm. it was all a bit accidental. We didn't really know <laughs> what we were doing. So I'd never properly acquired a business before. Anyway, I'll keep the long story really short. I bought um, a, a multi-million pound promotion company in, in 2008 for 5,000 pounds. Wow. And in 2016, it did 11 million pounds. And we still own the company today, which is this company, <laughs> yeah. Progressive Success, yeah. which is the promotion company yeah. behind yeah. what we're going to be doing wow. together, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So that's funny how these things are coming yeah. around. And I'm, seeing, I'm seeing this again. Um, we, my, my business partner and I, Mark Homer, we acquired the assets of our biggest competitor last year. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even have to pay a penny for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking at acquiring letting agencies and training companies. So I completely agree with you yeah. in that opportunity. And it's funny how it comes around in cycles. But let me look you in the eyes. Um, did you have those opportunities 12 years ago in the last recession and did nothing with it? Did you have those opportunities last year, the year before, the year before? Are opportunities passing you by, passing you by, passing you by? When are you going to stop and go, actually, I have to do it now. I have to do it today. You know the people who start the diet tomorrow? <laughs> you have to start the diet today. Yes. Now. Yes. Um, I, I had a couple of weeks where I was quite nervous mm. um, in the initial lockdown because I was, when it first happened and people were saying, oh, we're going to shut down. There's good, you know, people are going to be quarantined. I was like, shut up. <laughs> and I think I had that stage of delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I really knew it was going to happen, I was like, right. And I was staying up till three. Th- I was getting up at three or four in the morning and working all the way through till 10, 11 at night or um, staying up until three or four yeah. in the morning, um, just figuring out a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, a plan E, a plan F, <laughs> yeah. a plan G. And we went from 850 training days a year, tens of millions of pounds a company in revenue to um, we created one online course per week. So for the first six weeks of the lockdown, we had six online courses created and all of a sudden now we can reach millions or yeah. t- at least thousands or tens of thousands of people. Um, I don't even know how many people we've reached now online, but it will be hundreds of thousands of people we've reached online. So that actually turned into an opportunity. More profitable, more local. Don't have the jet lag of tra- traveling mm. around the world as a speaker. You've yeah, done that. Yeah, you yeah, used to travel yeah. around and you're away from your family yes, and all exactly. this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I built a little home studio above my garage and I've just got everything I need there. And of course, it's a, a brand new opportunity, which leads us nicely onto the thing we said at the start, this which is, is the, the new opportunity. So I'm going to level with everyone yeah. and take everyone a bit behind the scenes. So we have um, a marketing mastermind, a business mastermind, uh, and these programs, they have been helping people scale their businesses in the UK, whatever businesses that they are, with guidance and support and mentorship and then when the lockdown happened the 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 entire face-to-face element obviously was gone and as much as i love online and it's scalable it's kind of hard to replicate that face-to-face element the energy the connection the networking yeah 
So I'm running this brand and marketing mastermind online, simultaneously running my business mastermind academy online. Um, I decided to give all of my clients um, free monthly online sessions. So they paused paying or they got paid up. Mm-hmm. And I just said, look, while we do it online, I will keep it free for you. Yeah. And I'll just let you be mentored by me each month yeah. as a way to give back. Yeah, yeah. We've given thousands of online mentoring sessions away that would cost five, six, seven hundred pounds a month wow. as our way to give back to the community. But I said to them all that as soon as the lockdown was over, I wanted to wow them, reinvent the way Mm. we run our masterminds Mm. and create something which was maybe even, I didn't know it at the time, because everyone's using this word now, but but I I thought we could create some kind of hybrid model. I didn't really know what that Mm. meant and I didn't really have that word in my head, but I thought, imagine if we could meet quarterly for, you know, like a weekend and all get together and get all that energy Mm. back, but then also have the online as well, because I used to do only face-to-face meetups. And then in lockdown, there were only online Online. meetups. And I thought, well, maybe both would be great because you meet quarterly, which means if I've got a client in Dubai, that's fine. They can fly out once a quarter. That's all good. You get the energy, the networking, the mastermind, you know, that competitiveness, the inspiration, Mm. because that is hard to mimic on a Zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, when everyone's in their pants and, you know, and they've they've not unmuted them, them, um, you know, and all of that. We all know the Zoom nature. So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this to happen. And then, of course, now it looks like we're out pretty much out of lockdown. And I think it's fair to say you had a similar vision. Would that be fair? hundred percent. It's funny you just said that because I did exactly the same during lockdown. Pause everyone's payments. Those who needed it, obviously. Helped people as much as we could. And I started showing up every week on, wow. a, on a Zoom call to support all of my top end yeah. mastermind clients every week consistently every single week during you know the first part of the lockdown um just to let people know that look hey we're here you know which is which which i noticed that made a massive massive difference for them i will say though maybe you noticed this as well some people did drop off yeah some people you know they they flaked off it got too much for them whatever it might be i think some people used it as an excuse they did because life doesn't stop just because there's a lockdown it it, it doesn't it doesn't stop it doesn't stop but it it but here's what's happened Interestingly, the ones that stuck around went on to thrive during lockdown yeah. and have come out even better. And I said this at the beginning of lockdown, with all due respect, he or she who decides to walk alone is going to get crushed. Yeah. I'm just saying it how it is. Mm. Now's the time to pull together. So I did exactly that. We did additional sessions, all that kind of stuff, whatever it might be. We started, um, we obviously couldn't do quarterly. We, we always did quarterly live right. meetups. Yeah. We always did that. And that's what we, we got spoke, speaking about that. We always did quarterly and interestingly, we didn't have the monthly online stuff. So then I started, I made it that way. But well, we'll carry on with them. We'll start doing monthlies now instead of weeklies, um, which are topical sort of sessions yeah. where we master my social media clinic, sales clinic, whatever it might be. And then we'll still have our quarterlies, which we've been doing online. Mm. And then obviously the deal, the deal was come out of lockdown and then go into, into this. But then it also made me reflect during lockdown that we need a... It's almost, it's, it's how we got talking. We, I, I felt like it needed some fresh energy. It needed mm. some, people need to come out of this lockdown now with something new and exciting and fresh, yeah. leave the shit behind us mm. and, and move forwards. And I thought, well, what's the best way for us to do that is to look at how can we make it a combination of in-person and online, but, yeah. but leveraging, one of your great books, mm. um, leveraging 
everything that we've got around us and not trying to do it all ourselves, but giving our clients even more value. Yeah. And that's how we got talking. Mm. Which here we we'll are. talk about in a moment. But if the world is given an opportunity to look at how they can reinvent themselves, mm. then so are we. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to look at this and go, okay, how can I create a better program, more accountability, more connection, more networking, more support, mm. more information, and delivered in a way that everyone wants. So when you run a mastermind program, the committed ones turn up all the time, and the slightly less committed turn ones turn up every now and again. Yeah. With yeah. a quarterly meet in a year, it's much easier to commit to four a year than it is 12 a year, if you've got to come from three hours yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's so much easier to commit to doing an online Zoom. So we've kind of created this, it's not revolutionary, but it is new because no one was doing it before lockdown, a hybrid of online masterminding, coaching, mentoring, training and education with these sort of pillared quarterly meetups and business and accountability and somewhat social events as well with lunches and dinners uh, together and things like that. So... This is something that I've been really excited about uh, bringing and launching, not just to our community, but kind of to the the, the world at large, really. So uh, we're going to do that in a minute. But um, something I've been trying to figure out for years, Jesson, is people come to me all the time and go, Rob, your business training is better than an MBA. Mm. I've done business school. I've got an MBA. And what I learned on your podcast or on your you know, business course or your marketing course, it is better than an MBA. And I'm always very flattered. I've actually not done an MBA, an MBA, an MBA, an MBA, an MBA, an MBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've not done any of that. Um, or I, I just got the school of hard knocks mm. MBA. And so that got me thinking, how can we have something like an MBA a proper business school, a proper academy, not just, you know, a random course that you run and pay for, but actually a proper school, a proper academy, something that we could even, I could bring my foundation in, something that, you know, in the future, in decades to come, has physical buildings around the country, like libraries and schools. Mm. It's its own thing. So I'm very excited to announce that we've um, together created the EBA which is the Entrepreneur's Business Academy, which is the real-life, blood-on-the-streets, hard-knocks MBA. Now, when you do an MBA, you obviously have to travel. You have to spend three or four years, accommodation, student fees. I mean, in America, you can get into like more than $100,000 in debt doing, doing an MBA. And with us, for a much less money, you can get courses and masterminds and mentorship and accountability in yep. the real world. Yep. Now, my university lecturer, I didn't get an MBA, but I actually did get a BA. A lot of people don't know that. A all BA right. in architecture, bugger all. I've done nothing <laughs> with it. But um, my tutor at university did not have an architect's practice. Right. So he was an architectural theorist, which mm. they don't tell you. But you don't want to learn from a theorist. You want to learn from a practitioner. You are a serial entrepreneur. You were a millionaire in your early 30s and you run all these businesses and you train entrepreneurs. 
You know, I've made more than a hundred million just in my training businesses in top line revenue. I've got the nearly thousand properties. I've got the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, the 18 books and all of that. So the exciting announcement that we should like do this next week, we'll announce this. <laughs> no, we don't, so don't, is, don't. is that we've partnered up. Yep. Yeah. So we've decided to partner up, create this EBA, a better, more real life version of an MBA, an Entrepreneur's Business uh, Academy, where our existing community and clients, we, they're going to be enrolled in. Your yep. existing community and clients are going to be rolled in. Quarterly meetings and accountability, monthly sessions, and we've got various different modules of the EBA that you can do to get certified, whether that's business, branding, marketing, social media, e-commerce. And we've created this new um, Entrepreneur's Business Academy. Yes. So I'm very excited. I am too. I am too. It's funny you said that about your lecturer. I, I remember at 15 years old getting detention for asking my business studies teacher has he run a business before? And I actually, <laughs> and it came out. I must not ask. I literally, um, and, it, and it came from a place of innocence at the time, but clearly to him, I'd probably look like that cocky little shit. He was asking him something like that. But I actually got in trouble because he thought I was being disrespectful, but he hadn't actually run a business. Yeah. And you're right about the theory part of it is everything that I've learned around business, because remember, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't have any business qualification, I'm a nurse by trade, right? I don't mm. have any of that. And it's just from the school of hard knocks and yeah. learning that stuff. And I think the other thing as well, you, you've, you've had people compliment you on your training. I've had, I've had people who've done marketing masters and degrees come to my trainings and go, do you know what? I've learned more about marketing and branding during these three days I've spent mm. with you than I have a whole three years. And, and the reason that is, is because you, you spend three years or four years or whatever it is doing a, Degree, masters, MBA, whatever. By the time you leave, what you've learned is redundant because business and marketing's moved on. Yeah, and you probably only use about ten percent of that if you're if you're lucky. So what we, what I love about what we're doing is it's fresh, it's reactive to what's going on right now. It's constantly being updated. Like what you learn this year, we won't teach you next year and stuff. It's like mm. I, I, I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, man. Me too. Yeah. If we if we could touch, we would. We, but would. we can't. <laughs> but you know, I believe in information education, mentorship, support and accountability that is relevant and of the now. So in the lockdown, I built 214,000 followers on Clubhouse in less than 90 days. I've made more than six figures in revenue just from Clubhouse. Uh, I'm seeing an explosion in social media and, and premium accounts. If you want to be a start or a scale up entrepreneur, if you want to about, learn about marketing, we have nearly 20 people in our sales team. So if you want to build a sales team, if you want to build a team and get out of the operations. I, I um, retired operationally from my companies last year and Damon will tell you, I've tried to do that a few times, not very well, and I've <laughs> actually done it this time. <laughs> so the, the stuff that works in the real world, and you know, there are those that do and probably can't teach. There are those that teach, like my university lecturer, mm. and probably didn't do. And then there's the rare few that do and teach. Yes. I'm a multiple business owner, still running those businesses today. Yep. Jessen's a multiple business owner, serial entrepreneur running multiple businesses. So if you want to start a business, scale a business, turn your business around, you want to become more profitable, you want to leverage the new post-lockdown opportunity, you want to be involved in a community, a mastermind, you want to be accountable, you want to get relevant, up-to-date information, education, support, mentorship, and accountability, whether you're a, an existing community member of ours that we're going to merge into this yeah. like super community, or you've maybe not heard or, or, or met us before, 
we would love to have you involved. Um, and so what is, what is left to say other than talk doesn't cook rice? No. <laughs> to know and not to do is not to know. <laughs> so, um, look, I hope to be able to work with you um, more closely. Justin, have you got anything you want to finish? Any final words? Of yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, look, I, I just feel that it, it's very rare that you have people like us come together now and pool our resources, the, the networks you've got, the networks I've got, the knowledge that we've got, the resources that we've got. You're essentially getting two for one on, on this, which, mm. is, which, is, which is great because there's there's, we, we come from different walks of life. We've got different, different, we've got different energies, we've got different experiences, we've got different things, and I think you're getting this really, really cool blend of, 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 of mentorship that I don't think you're going to get anywhere else. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think this is going to be the best business and marketing mentorship masterminding you're going to get. Um, and and for, for what we're going to be offering it to people for, it, it's a like, ridiculous investment. Like, mm. It's a, just a no-brainer. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to meeting your community. Yeah. I think we're going to disrupt this industry. I think we're going to make some waves. I think if anyone wants to start or scale a business, this is going to be the place to go. 100%. It's, an, it's not an MBA, it's an EBA. EBA. It's an MBA for the real world from real people doing real things. And by the way, I'm not knocking the school and education system. It just takes a lot longer and it's just theory based. But, you know, one of my clients, Fiona Crossley, she bought 26 properties in the lockdown. 26 properties under my... And by the Don't way, a few uni. times she messaged me going, Rob, I'm fucking really lonely. I'm really struggling here. Oh, yeah, oh, homeschooling is really hard. And I just said, look, keep going. I'm always here. 26 properties wow. in 12 months. Another one of my clients, Jay, Jamie. He's, I call him Jay. It's Jamie Stevens. You'll find him online. Mm-hmm. Uh, he increased his property portfolio equity by 180 grand and, and built um, a, a cash pot of one year's worth of living expenses in one year in the lock. Incredible. It, so it's, I'm, I'm finding we've got this sort of, you know, people say the rich get rich, richer and the poor get poorer. What I'm finding right, right now is people who are committed, accountable, hungry, want to be successful, and they can, they can have no money yeah. and they can be struggling, but they're committed they're killing it right now. Of course they are. But the people who are comfortable or lazy or scared, uh, they're the ones I'm scared for. Mm. And we want to pull you in. Look, it's okay to be scared. You just can't let your fear rule you. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about what's what's about to happen. Watch out. Watch this space. Watch this space. The Entrepreneur's Business Academy. Academy. Coming soon. <laughs> and remember this. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.